Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. I'm really excited about today's guest, Andrew Bolas. He's a fractional CMO. We're going to learn about what that is. He's a business growth consultant, talking about B2B, uh, business growth, SaaS. I'm really excited about this conversation. I love talking to entrepreneurs in this space. Andrew, welcome. Uh, Thank you for having me on the show, Chris. Yeah, um, we had connected through Podmatch. So tell people about your story, your background, and how you got started. Uh, sure. So, uh, mo- uh, so I've, I've worked in marketing for about 15 years. Uh, most recently, I was a full-time CMO at a Series B tech startup. My role there ended in December, and since then, I've been doing uh, consulting work and fractional work. Uh, I basically help drive growth at other businesses. Um, so that's everything from digital marketing, demand generation, sometimes even marketing strategy. It kind of really depends on the the stage the business is at. And what they need help with yeah it's interesting um you know what's interesting is uh this idea of fractional i've heard of fractional cfo and these ideas of fraction tell us <laughs> um tell, what is a fractional cmo sure and, and and i think you're right like fractional cfo was like the first fractional and from there you've gotten like cmos cro's and now like i'm hearing <laughs> about all, all other kinds of fractionals uh, so a fractional CMO is a part-time marketing leader. And, and again, a lot of what they do depends on the stage of your company. So if you're very early on, maybe they help you build a market marketing strategy or a go-to-market strategy. If you're later on and you need to hire you know, maybe a marketing team or build a marketing function, they can help you with that. And then if you even have a marketing function, they can help you sort of optimize your operations, you know, 2x, 3x your uh, results. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and I love these ideas where everybody's calling them their selves chief ex officer. There's a chief innovation officer, Mark. You know, it's a, it's it's quite interesting how the um how people define themselves. So w- one thing is uh, you know, talking about is um so five growth strategies to build brand and create demand. Easy to execute, cheap to scale. Tell us more. Sure. And, and uh, you know, these were written specifically for B2B uh, companies, but they can, a lot of them can work for B2C. Uh, a lot of them are based on content distribution. So I guess let me back up. I think a lot of companies think, hey, I need more leads uh, for my business. So I'm going to spend more money on paid, uh, do more ads and, and, and paid works. But the problem with paid is it requires more money to scale. 
Um, and, and then, or the idea is, Hey, I'm just going to create more content again, that works, but you're going to have to spend a lot of money or, or hire someone or pay a freelancer to write it. So a lot of these five are focused on distribution and, and I'll start with the first one being email. So I think email is very underutilized. Um, I'm not a fan of salesy emails where, you know, like the first email is just a pitch, you know, book a meeting. I have something to sell you because that just gets you marked the spam. Um, so I think, you know, the first one is just, you know, using, you know, different insights, kind of bite-sized content and sharing those through emails in a very targeted, uh, way. Yeah. What, what are the other, uh, other, uh, four? Sure. So the second one is, is, uh, LinkedIn employee programs. So I think, you know, some founders and CEOs are starting to get active on LinkedIn. Imagine if you can kind of multiply what you're doing there by getting your employees active, especially your sales or marketing team. Um, so it, it's kind of a program to help employees build engagement on LinkedIn and it helps them build a personal brand, but it also gets the company a lot of brand awareness and leads. Um, that's the second one. Uh, I guess anything there before I move on to the third? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. So the third one is actually one of my favorites because it's the quickest to do. It's just basic partner marketing. And the way you do it is, you know, a lot of companies are already maybe creating webinars, doing like reports. Uh, you find a company that goes after the same target audience. It's just not a direct competitor of yours, like a more of an adjacent solution. And you partner with them, let's say on a webinar, on a report. The nice thing is when it comes out, you can then co-promote it to each of your databases. Um, it doesn't cost you any additional money, but you get like double the the effect and potentially the leads from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, it sounds like everything is, uh, you can use technology and platforms and social media, um, you know, particularly LinkedIn, uh, you know, I don't think it gets as much hype as like Instagram or TikTok or Twitter, but, um, you know, LinkedIn is actually one of the best ways. So talk about three ways to use LinkedIn to grow your business, like personal branding, selling, you know, all of that. Uh, sure. So I'll talk about it in, 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 in three ways. And I think, I think you're right. Like LinkedIn is a beast right now. So they're almost at about a billion users. All professionals log on to LinkedIn, but maybe only 10% ever post anything on LinkedIn. Mm. Uh, and then even within that 10%, like maybe one to 2% get any kind of engagement on their posts as in people like liking, commenting. So yeah, if you do anything on LinkedIn right now, I think the ROI is, is very high compared to like Twitter or Instagram, where they're like very mature and very competitive as, as platforms. Um, so I think three ways. So let's start with um, like doing like outbound on LinkedIn. So if you know you're targeting, let's say, VPs of marketing at specific companies because you're selling them a marketing service, you use LinkedIn search, you search for those people, there's all kinds of parameters, you get a list of those people, and you can just start you know, by sending them connection requests, or if you pay for in-mail, you can actually send them uh, you know, in-mails right away. The way I like to do it is I'm doing it more to network or start to start a conversation from there. Once I know more about like what they do or what they need, if my service is a fit, then I'll bring it up. But, but again, my goal is just to get a reply and start a conversation, not to sell right away. So that's the first way. Um, second way you could use LinkedIn is by commenting on other people's posts. Uh, and by doing that, you're basically borrowing their audience, right? So like, let's say you're in supply chain. So my last company was in supply chain. There's a few people who you know have huge followings in supply chain 
So I would just, you know, go to their posts and just comment on them um, and share some insights uh, and things like that. And that would get me followers uh, on LinkedIn because now they're curious, hey, like this is pretty cool advice. Who is this person? You know, I want to follow them. The third one, which is more, you know, more effort, but does pay off in the long term is we do like thought leadership. You create posts, maybe you have like video clips, different pieces of content that you share on LinkedIn, um, you know, directly as, as, you know, through posts. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, uh, you know, there's so many different ways, different creative ways. Um, and, I, and what I love is how you're talking about um, generating qualified leads on a limited budget, you basically leveraging relationship capital, you're using social media technology. What are some ways you know, that you help clients generate qualified leads on a limited budget? Uh, sure. So so one of the quick wins that I think a lot of clients and even businesses just don't do is they never try to re-engage leads that they started working before that just didn't close. So when I start work with the clients, one of the things I'll ask is, I want to see the leads that maybe you've had the first call with that just didn't move forward for whatever reason. Maybe it was price. Maybe they just weren't ready to buy. Maybe they decided to go with a competitor. Uh, and I look at those and I'm looking at notes too, because a lot of clients will have notes in their CRM or even an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is. And I'm trying to figure out right away how to re-engage those people because those people are fully qualified. They were interested enough in, in your business to talk to you once. So why not re-engage them? And then I also help the client like kind of build that into processes where you know any lead that drops out of their sales process they're trying to re-engage it every month or two or something and and that that's a kind of a fast way to get quick wins without you know spending any money really yeah i love that um talking about um and then uh what growth strategies are your clients seeing success with uh so i think i think that too right now that that i think when you know i i show them examples and then when you see other companies doing it they get it like linkedin employee programs are doing pretty well. They they take you know anywhere from two to three months to build and, and kind of get in a rhythm. But the way I do it is very structured. Um, so once clients see that, and I show them companies who built you know agencies, consultancies, all kinds of companies off the back of LinkedIn, they get it right away. Uh, and then the other thing I think is is partner marketing. I think where businesses struggle sometimes is figuring out who to partner with how to then reach out to that person um, or even who at the company to reach out to, what to say, how, how to structure the partnership so it's beneficial for both sides. Um, so I think those are the two, um, you know, companies are, are getting excited about. Yeah. How, how do uh, people get into these uh, employee um, programs on LinkedIn? How does, how does that work? Um, sh sure. So when I when I start working with a company, I'm first figuring out like who, which employees we're gonna you know go with. I, I like a mix. I like one or two people from their leadership teams. I like one or two marketing people, one or two salespeople. From there, it's you know a process. We start out by optimizing their LinkedIn profile, right? Because there's no point to get engagement mm -hmm. if people then go to your profile and they don't know what the company does or or or, or why you're on LinkedIn. Uh, so I create a profile like optimization checklist. All the people go through that. Then I, I show them, like I create lists of people that they can engage with on LinkedIn through comments, through DMs. And these are their, their target prospects. Again, makes it very easy for them. And then the third part is I will actually help create content or if they have a content marketing person, I'll work with that person to kind of give them some tips and, and, and topics that they can create content about. So that those each person is posting maybe two or three times a week on LinkedIn. And it becomes very easy because then each one of those people just has to block 30 minutes on their day or whatever it is. They go through the, you know, the things they have to do. And within two to three months, 
you know, now all of those people have followers, they're getting engagement and, and, and you start, you know, getting leads and things like that for the company. Yeah. I love that. Um, what, um, and the other thing is, um, talking about, you know, you've, uh, you've been in the tech world and then you basically pivoted into becoming a consultant and, you know, entrepreneur, um, what differentiates you from other marketing consultants? I, I think that's a great question. So I think, you know, I, and I like using the term fractional CMO, but I've noticed everybody now is saying they're a fractional something. Uh, and I look at some of these people's like work history and they've never even held like, you know, even like a marketing leadership role. Right. So so what I'm actually starting to say now, too, when I talk about myself, is I say I'm a business growth consultant. And the reason I like that more is because clients get that what that is right away. Um, and when it comes to driving growth, I've actually not just managed marketing, I've managed like BDRs and SDRs and, and sales development reps. So I know how to even work with sales very closely, you know, not just to generate leads, but ensure that the leads are actually converting into actual opportunities and, and, and deals and then ultimately becoming customers. So because I, you know, I'm experienced kind of with that end-to-end -end funnel process, um, you know, I kind of try to lean into that more and and, and kind of talk about it more uh, with customers. Yeah. And what sort of, um, I know as we uh, kind of get to the end of this, um, what kind of con companies do you consult with? How can people reach out to you, follow you, and, you know, check out your resources? Uh, sure. So I typically uh, help uh, growth stage B2B companies. These are typically companies that are, you know, 5 million or more in revenue. They have already some kind of a team. They're seeing some traction. And they just need help with growth like the, you know they just need more leads more quality leads coming in uh, and then the best way to reach me is on linkedin so i'm pretty active on there i post on there regularly so just send me a connection request um and that's a, a good way for us to chat yeah and for all the audience out there let's thank andrew for coming onto the show it's really interesting to hear you know what a fractional fractional chief ex officer is um talking about growth uh, business strategy very easy and efficient ways generating qualified leads scaling your business building a brand getting more clients and i love that um all of andrew's resources will be in links and show notes and with that thanks so much for coming on to the podcast uh thank you for having me on at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week